Burns. It's always a pleasure to follow the Right Honourable Winston Peters uh, in debate. I'll miss it. Sick Burns. I'll be around long after you're gone, sunshine. Here comes the campaign. Kia ora and welcome to One News Inside Parliament. It's a weekly catch-up about the political stories we've been covering on One News as we head towards the election, which is getting very, very close now. I'm Benedict Collins. I'm Mikey Sherman. And Mikey, been a big week, hasn't it? What was your highlight? Last week of school. This mm. week, actually, for um, the politicians around here at Parliament, and yesterday was officially the last day of school. Uh, and so um, we saw a lot of um, uh, exciting stuff uh, in terms of the speeches, but also let off a bit of steam, I think, a few people around here last night. So few dusty looking MPs and um, journalists. Yeah, maybe a couple of we political journalists. Names. We won't name names, <laughs> no, but Mikey, um, you know, this is inside Parliament, folks. We want to take you all the way in. So yeah, a few dusty people around here, around the traps, but uh, hey, look who's at work. <laughs> well done, Mikey. Thank you for turning up. <laughs> Would have been a, 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 a long podcast by myself. <laughs> hey, yesterday we had the um, abatement speeches. It was absolutely the best of politics. Judith Collins, Winston Peters, James Shaw, all on the top of their games. Um, I'm going to put a little mashup here of some of the best burns. This is what I live for. It was absolutely um, brilliant watching it yesterday afternoon. Here are some of the highlights. During this campaign, there will be lots of sprinkling of dust and glitter and whatever else we may choose to call it. She is going to be more famous than usual, and that is going to be because she will be a one-term Labour leader. Don't go now, this is your best chance to learn something. <laughs> this is going to be an extremely important election because it's about who is going to be best able to manage what has been described by the New Zealand Reserve Bank as the biggest economic downturn in 160 years. That is even older than our dear friend, Right Honourable Winston Peters. That was eyebrow-raising stuff. <laughs> and I don't use Botox. And talk about New Zealand first. I know the Right Honourable Winston Peters wants to talk. He'll tell you he's a handbrake on them. No, he's not. He's the enabler. There's only one reason the Greens are in government, and that's because Mr Peters went their way. Well, I've just been to Tauranga recently, or didn't, uh, and the Bay of Plenty, and guess what I saw? Guess what I saw? I saw the photograph, the posters up there of three National Party leaders. It's always a pleasure to follow the Right Honourable Winston Peters uh, in debate. I'll miss it, to tell you the truth. I'll be around long after you're gone, sunshine. And I know everybody here is champing at the bit to get out and campaign around the country, yeah. trying out their new election slogans. Yeah. There's Labour. Let's keep moving. New Zealand first. Let's not. <laughs> you can almost... You can almost see the advertisements, can't you? <laughs> New Zealand first. You can stop progress. <laughs> Actor making a serious play for the assault rifle... for the assault rifle vote. The ACT Party. More deadly than serious. <laughs> and National, of course, have settled on a new leader with a new slogan. Why vote for the lesser evil? So one of the um, tracks, one of the stories I did this week um, was looking at the government's Residential Tenancies Act um, changes that they're moving through. We were sitting under urgency this week because we've basically run out of time um, for the House to sit. <coughs> so that, they moved this through pretty, pretty quickly. And I spoke to um, Associate Housing Minister Chris Farfoy at the start of the week. I said, what do you hope that these, you know, these rules are going to change? And he said, look... <coughs> 
now in New Zealand, we've got about 600,000 Kiwis renting, um, and, and a lot of people now rent for very long periods of time. You know, obviously, home ownership's getting harder and harder. And he said, look, he felt that over time, the rules have become imbalanced in the landlord's favour. There's, you know, too much power to the landlord, not enough for the tenants. So they're trying to balance things out here. <coughs> And a couple of the things that they were trying to do with this, they were trying to get rid of no cause eviction. So up until now, a landlord didn't have to give a reason for getting rid of their tenants, right? So now under these changes that they're bringing in, um, <clears throat> basically now if I wanted to kick you out of my flat, I'd have to give you a reason. And then you, you know, say, say for example, a neighbour complained about your behaviour last night, Mikey, um, <clears throat> I would have to put that to you and you could respond and say, hey, you know, it was just a one-off. And then if, if that behaviour continued, I'd have to give you a few written warnings over a couple of months and you could contest it to the tenancy tribunal, right? So it stops a landlord getting rid of you um, <clears throat> without any without any reasons as well. It would also stop <clears throat> landlords putting up rent more than once every 12 months. Um, so, uh, yeah, th 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 that was the government's position. But one thing that I found pretty astounding was as this was going through the House this week, basically the government made a whole lot of changes. Um, without even telling the National Party. And it was really interesting um, watching Simon O'Connor and Louise Upston as well going, hey guys, <clears throat> and the, uh, you know what are you doing? Three minutes ago, we didn't know you were making all, this ch all these changes to the legislation. Some of the changes were, <clears throat> and you could argue, hey, these are good changes, but um, say, for example, if, if you're a victim of family violence, um, you, you can break your tenancy and move out within two days. There, there are a couple of other ch changes there as well. But yeah, pretty incredible that a government's just making made you know ramming changes. them through like that yeah and the opposition you know within minutes you know gets these changes dropped on them i mean that's really not ideal um you know for democracy to have things kind of rammed through in this manner yeah yeah no, i agree and um lots of stuff has um been pushed through urgency actually under this government um i feel like there was and and, and it could be argued though we have had you know exceptional circumstances with COVID 19 and and so that was you know required in some respects but um certainly questions to be asked there around pushing through things like that under urgency yeah or even you know some some of the things going through urgency you could uh, you know have been well signposted but here there were just quite a few changes that yeah the opposition just knew nothing about they hadn't had time to consider or sort of um you know prepare their thoughts on or decide whether they supported it or opposed it yeah and just rushed right through so it was um yeah kind of kind of interesting um to see the government doing that hey but <clears throat> speaking of that um actually in terms of government moves um a story that i did yesterday on the um on the repeal, um, the decision by Cabinet to repeal um, part of the Oranga Tamariki Act, which mm. um, looks at subsequent children being uplifted. Um, government is looking to repeal that. So that's, yes. that's a hugely significant piece of legislation so that, that so, would be pulled back. Yeah, so that's, that's for example, right? Let's say, for example, someone had had a child taken off them. What Oranga Tamariki is doing, right, is if, if you have another baby, if that couple has another baby, they're just kind of coming and take it away straight away, right? In yeah, a lot we, of saw, cases. we saw that blow up with the newsroom coverage of um, that case in the Hawke's Bay um, that was highlighted there on newsroom in terms of, um, you know, Oranga Tamariki staff being at the hospital trying to uplift the baby from the mother, um, you know, in the, in the days following following the birth. And, um, and we saw a lot of national outrage 
on that yeah. issue. And so um, it was. It's it's a big step today. Uh, yesterday, um, by Tracy Martin actually as the children's minister, I thought to um, announce that she'd gone cabinet to sign off on that repeal of that law. Um, and the children's commissioner labelled it evil. That's what yeah. he called it. Said it was an evil piece of legislation that did, you know, huge amounts of harm. And the minister yesterday saying it hardly did any good. Like um, she basically said it didn't do what it was set out to do. And and so um, they're getting rid of it. So that's a that's a big big step um, and one to recognise. I think. Yeah. Mm. Hey, election campaigns. They're kind of kicking off. Um uh, over the weekend, uh, we've got Labour Party tomorrow d- uh, doing their official launch at the Auckland Town Hall. Um, our Jessica Much Mackay, our political editor, will be heading up to cover that that tomorrow. But there's quite a lot else going on as well, eh? We've got um, <clears throat> so we've got Labour kicking off that. We've got the National Party; they're putting out their party list tomorrow. Um, so I'll be in, in Wellington uh, covering that. And, and what's interesting around that National Party list is, on current polling, it's not clear whether. Many, if any, people are going to be coming in off that off that list at all, right? Uh, it's by no means safe, even being right up the top of that list. I think at the last election, I think they they won 41 electorate seats on our last poll. We had we had National getting 41 MPs in. Uh, think you know things are looking pretty dicey, even for those people right up the top of that. Whoever yeah, it is who comes out on the top of that list, there'll be a lot of current MPs within the National Party who will be. A little bit um, nervous or um, anxious to see where they place in that list because of course you also have to factor in um, other candidates that are that are vying to get into Parliament or that you've selected the likes of Christopher Luxon for example um, and anyone else that's you know sort of coming into the team and to, as part of yeah, the team I, I for guess, the National with, Party. I guess with so Christopher Lux, I guess they'll be pretty confident that he'll win that botany bot- They will, CSA but you still need to know where they're going to rank them on the list yeah. for everyone. You know, everyone's got to be on on the list and ranked somewhere. And and so, you know, some and so with people coming from outside Parliament into those slots, um, current MPs will be looking to see, you know, it's not always a given that they'll be sort of an, ahead, ahead of someone who may not be in Parliament at the moment on yeah. the list. So, um, yeah, interesting stuff and we'll see how it cracks out tomorrow. Yeah, interesting. A, a story that's running tonight, Mikey, that you've worked on, almost the opposite there. Where, um, you, you have a look at the Ohario electorate, um, which is shaping up to be, you know, quite a close contest. And there you've got Greg O'Connor, who's decided to, he took himself off the party list. So if he doesn't get in there, he, he, he's gone. And then you've got Brett Hudson as well. If if he loses, you know, he, he could be out. You know, two, two two politicians here, sort of with everything riding on this. Um, the outcome of that electorate. Yeah, and there was just a thousand votes between them at the last election, so it was pretty tight. And Brett Hudson also says um, on that, you know, he kind of, um, you know, with Peter Dunn sort of pulling out in the last hour, essentially, um, at the last election, um, he didn't really have a good run up in terms of, of, you know, really pushing his campaign. So he's hoping um, now that he's had, you know, um, the last three years um, with Greg being the current sitting MP, he's been on the ground as well. Brett Hudson working hard there door knocking. I was out door knocking with him um, and I was also driving around in a car with Greg O'Connor so check that out later tonight on the news but also Tracy Martin, very interesting that she's standing there for the first time and you know with Peter Dunn having held that seat for so many years um, those other parties including New Zealand First, including Top, they do see that seat as a potential 
sort of open field, if you like, for um, the you know the greatest ideas and and the greatest you know um, politician could potentially win there, given that they have in the past voted in someone like Peter Dunn, who wasn't attached to one of the major parties. So, you know, some people see it as a as a doorway to Parliament, if you like, and um, it'll be really fascinating to see how that how that shakes down. Yeah, and uh, another. Uh, key electorate, um, Auckland Central um, National Party. They're, they're going to be announcing their new candidates there on um, Monday, I think, and that's looking really messy at the moment as well. You know, um, sort of uh, allegations by one of the candidates that there's a bit of a dirty politics campaign going on there. That she's, um, I think, the newsroom ran a story this morning worth checking out, um, saying she, you know she's threatening defamation action against other National Party members. So you're real, a real um, mess there after, of course, Nikki Kay sort of threw in the towel um, really really at the last minute. There. And a mess that they really don't need after what has been a messy few weeks for them, um, the National Party. So uh, you'd, you'd hope that they would want to sort of get on top of whatever that internal turmoil is within Auckland Central pretty quick and that on Monday when they do announce their candidate, it's not overshadowed by that internal um, turmoil. So yeah, we'll see how we'll see how that goes. It's gonna be it's gonna be great to start getting out on the campaign trail. Yeah. So you know, as I said earlier, schools out, campaigns on. Um, David Seymour's getting his, his little bus. He's gonna be driving her up and up and down the country. He's looking forward to that. He was telling us yesterday. Isn't remember- he the ghost of Winston Peters though? Because Winston Peters, you know, Winston Peters had it, but he's got a huge bus. He's known for his huge bus, you know? Well, I think Bill English had a bus as well, didn't he? Well, Labour's got a big bus too. I know, but I just love to make the correlation now that those two are sort of dancing their dance around those poll numbers and acts on the way up and in the polls, New Zealand First is on the way down. Now he's got a bloody bus. God, get off my back, mate. A little bit of that. Yeah. A little bit of that. Well, I guess as he's going up, you know, and and now he's sitting around that 5% threshold, you know, he's... Got a bit more appeal around the around the country. Obviously, he's keen to get out there and get his message across. Absolutely. I can't remember whether he said it was a fourteen or a sixteen seater bus, though. Yeah, little little compared to Winston's. Um, yeah, and then what else have we got? Got. Well, we're out and about next week. We've got a few things going on next week in terms of um, following a couple of the leaders. You and I will be out on the. On the campaign trail, I'll yeah. be following so, Judith Collins. You'll be, be following, following the Prime Minister. Prime Minister we'll, for a few we're days. We're not going to call her the Prime Minister. No, that's right, Labour leader really. now. Labour leader. We're, it's on. We're on the, we're on the campaign Even trail. Even playing field now. Yep. yep, so that'll be fun. Getting out and about, shaking a few hands, taking a few selfies. Yeah, yep. It'll be, be interesting. I'm still not sure if it'll be the same as, as in previous years, just given that we've come out of the... You know, you know, the, the, the level, the levels, and the uh, the coronavirus. I wonder if people will be a bit more standoffish than than, than in the past. But I doubt it. They love yeah. a good selfie with you know with any, any politician, really, <laughs> any of them, especially yeah. Judith and and Jacinda. They're quite popular. And that, yeah, they are indeed. Look, and what what do you think about the um, positions? I guess that that they're going into the into the campaign with national. Um, you know, where are they at? What are they um, looking? Um, Towards in terms of the campaign, do you think in Labour? What are your thoughts around that? So I, th- I think national. I think Judith Collins is going to be out there trying to shore up their traditional base. You know, getting out into rural New Zealand, trying to get those farmers get the message across to you know, rural New Zealand. Hey, you know, we've been through tough times, but stick with us. Stick with us. You know, um, you know, don't, don't abandon us now. Kind of trying to shore things up after the you know the huge mess they've been for the last 
couple of months. And I think um, if anyone can do that, Judith Collins can do that. I think she brings the stability after that rocky short period, but mm. it was a rocky period. I think Judith Collins as a seasoned politician, someone that people know, someone that people see as a strong woman, will be able to bring that stability back for the National Party. And also, I think that, you know, we've and we saw that in the House with her uh, yesterday, um, with her quips and just, um, she, she, she really thrives off that sort of spotlight and attention and those quick sort of witted one-liners and things like that. So I think the campaign trail is where we will see her sort of really hit her stride in her new role. Well, I think, yeah, when I sort of watch, watch Judith and, you know, when she's, you know, out and about, she just seems to really enjoy it. Mm. Like, you know, even if the questions get tough, she just looks like someone who's really enjoying being in that that leadership role that she's wanted for so long, even under the circumstances that she's come in. And so I think it is going to be a really interesting campaign. And then and on it, the other hand, with the Prime Minister, she she obviously has that star leader. power. At, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Labour, yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. we're going to have to get into yeah. the rhythm of that. We are. On the other hand, with Jacinda Ardern, the Labour leader, yeah. she is a star on the campaign trail. It's been said before. You know, people flock to her. They yep. want the photo. They 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 love to to see it. So you the know, Jacinda you've got mania, right? this Jacinda yeah. mania. So you've got Judith Collins, who yep. has her own sort of um, draw card and 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 attraction there, and what she she will bring on the campaign trail. And so does Jacinda Ardern. So mm. I think you're going to see a real two real sort of powerhouses sort of go on the campaign. It's going to be it's going to be great. Yeah. Hey, I was having a chat to someone from the um, Green Party this week as well. Mm. And I thought it was pretty interesting what they were saying. You know, they're sort of hovering around that five percent threshold, and there's no guarantee uh, for them that they, you know if they can't win. An, you know, I know they're hoping Chloe Swarbrick might be able to you know do well in the Auckland electorate, but if they can't win a seat, they're really in that danger zone around that five percent threshold. And and the problem for them is you know, they're worried that people are going to be like, hey, we owe it to Jacinda. She's done such a good job of keeping coronavirus out of the country that we're going to reward her with our vote. You know, they're really worried that that's. Um, that's going to eat into their support, um, and and also it means for them, it, you know, if, if if Labor doesn't need their votes but decides to do a confidence and supply agreement with them, that's not ideal for the Greens, right? But they want Labor to need their votes after the election if things play out the same way as they're kind of shaping up at the moment. Um, you know, so there, there are going to be a lot of interesting kind of. Um, you know, flow down effects here for the minor parties as well, with Labour so strong really eating into the the Greens and New Zealand First support. I think they're really just going to have to get out and hit the hit that campaign hard, hit the doors hard, um, get out there and and be visible in those communities and just really drive drive the drive the campaign for the Green Party um, in in order to shore up their support. I think they do have um, strong support there, even though they have been around that five percent, which is the danger zone. But they've also been teetering up into the seven percent as well um, over the you know over the course of the period of our polls so uh, uh, yes it's 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 nerve-wracking for them but yeah. i wouldn't bet on them but not getting across the line no neither would i but i think it's still a, it's still problematic if labor is so strong that it doesn't really need their votes because it puts them in a much weaker position right I, if, if if we see current polling with you know labor on on 53 you know, they simply don't it puts them in a very weak position in terms of getting policy through. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they, you know, weren't interested in going into a, you know, a sort of a, a strong deal with them, 
um, if, if Labor doesn't need their votes, just so they can stay outside of it and so they, they could criticise, maybe they'd agree to, you know, support the government to pass budgets and stuff like that and to get a few policies through. But, yeah, it's... it's you know, because there, are, there are a lot of a lot of water to go under the bridge over the next few weeks. But that, that's something the Greens are really going to have to be thinking about, you know, if they do get back in and, and depending on where Labor ends up. Um, Absolutely agree. Absolutely yeah. agree. They really need to think about it and they only need to look to Winston Peters and New Zealand first to see how problematic being in that co- being in a coalition as a minor can be for those smaller parties. Um, and we saw that with the Māori Party as well, with National. They just don't fare well, um, yeah. you know, in, in saying that, New Zealand elections. First got a lot, uh, got, you know, a lot of their initiatives. Or, I'm talking about well. the, I'm yes. talking about party vote support. I'm yep. talking about, you know, the, 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 the um, public yeah. support yeah. thereafter, having been part of a big coalition as a minor party, it does chip away at the support base. And we saw that with the Māori Party gone we're seeing that in the polls now with New Zealand first 2%. The Green Party will be in danger of becoming the same, of ending up in the same position if it is just the two of them around um, that cabinet table post-September. So they will, they will really need to think about that. Yeah, cool. Did you have any anything else you wanted to talk about, Mikey? Oh, just that I'm really excited to, to, to get out and um, get amongst it and just, you know, stick with us. Uh, we will be out and about, so we'll be split up a little bit here and there all mm. over the countryside, but we will be hoping to bring um, the podcast to you guys uh, even while we're out on the road. And um, and so uh, there'll be lots to talk about, definitely. So Oodles, um, oodles yeah. to talk about. So, hey, yeah. And something else, I can't tell you what's happening, but if you love politics, you should be watching Q&A on Sunday morning. Um, it's going to be a very interesting show, so make make sure you all tune in there. Um, well worth getting up on your Sunday morning early, um, even if you have had a big night before, like uh, Mikey Sherman has last night. Um, anyway, no comment. <laughs> that was one news inside. Now Parliament. withdraw and apologise, please. <laughs> our, our weekly catch up about the political stories we've been covering as we head towards the general election. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's available around this time each week on One News Online, and you can check us out on your favourite podcasting app. See you guys. School's out, baby.